And we're back with part two of um, Black Band T-shirt on Kanye West. It's been a good first half and it's about to get even better um, as we go into some of our favourites and uh, obviously our niche of the better top five on uh, banned or censored album art, uh, songs from albums with banned or censored artworks. And our usual shout outs at the end. Uh, so we go into in with my number four and Chris, your number uh, four as well. Four as well. Snap for eight oh eight and heartbreaks. One of the most interesting and uh, influential yeah. records of Kanye's career. Surprisingly so, um, this album launched a whole genre. Yeah, yeah. With um, with emo rap. So um, obviously, in the immediate wake of Vader Waits coming out um, saw the rise of prominence of artists like uh, J. Cole and Drake mm-hmm. and they in turn influenced yeah the SoundCloud revolution yeah. of uh, the likes of Lil Pump uh, Lil Yachty um, Lil Uzi Vert and uh, biggest of all the most streamed artist in the world today Post Malone yeah I was going to say I, I, that's why I quite like the significance of him being a guest vocalist Later mm-hmm. on is is that he's the direct result of this album lineage, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, here I, I, I'm um, I'm going to go straight into uh, one of my best parts is just especially in the wake of those first three, which were so big, glossy, especially in the case of graduation and powerful, mm. coming in with say you will. Yeah. is stunning and like it's his first real foray into the world of um experimental hip hop yeah and even i'd i'd i'd, I'd um, coin it as post rock yeah i could see why mm. um i feel like like I, this is undoubtedly like we've just said you know it's a significant album mm. I didn't really get it at the time. Yeah. I feel like I'm probably not alone not, with that. No, um, definitely not. What I what I would say that I think, especially in hindsight, but I do think I was kind of aware of at the time, was the fact that the... the and actually, I mean, this is actually my highlight overall the album, is it is an overarching thing, of, is just how brave it is in terms of ex- experimentation yeah. and how different it is. And the fact that it that made him to me at least so much more interesting yes as an artist absolutely because i feel like unless you were a real like hip-hop fan Mm. and listened to quite a lot of hip-hop you wouldn't necessarily have recognized how inventive and how good a producer he was from those first three albums yeah to the casual listener they just Mm -hmm. sounded like good hip-hop albums yeah yeah um, whereas this was the one where you you could not ignore the fact that he's doing something incredibly different. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that, that I mean, to be honest, that is the main reason it's as high up as it as it is mm-hmm. for me. I think there's parts of it that I just I don't find that enjoyable to listen to, mm. but I really really respect and appreciate what it does as an album. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it does feel long in parts. Can't argue with that. Mm. But um, uh, I think, yeah, um, another highlight for me is that I think every song, definitely in the first half, absolutely slams. Okay. Except for maybe Heartless, 
but I still quite like that one for the uh, that one for the Cuddy input I- input on it. Mm. Um, yeah, so you got um, uh, say you will into um, is a love lockdown. Uh, next. Welcome to heartbreak. Welcome to heartbreak. Brilliant Which song. Is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Heartless. Amazing. Um, love lockdown. Paranoid and Robocop. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. See, yeah, Robocop's my worst. Okay. Um, I think that, and I know it's kind of the point with a lot of it, right? But I, I find that the strings and some of the sounds on it just a bit cheap. Okay. And I know that's, like I say, I know that's the point. I know mm-hmm. the whole point is he's using kind of retro instrumentation yeah. that, you know, as the title suggests. Yes. Um, but to me, that's that's the one song where that the, the concept creeps over into affecting the quality of the song. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's purely the reason for yeah. it um because yeah i do agree like whilst there's there's fewer songs that make me actively sit up and go i love this mm-hmm. there's also fewer that make me actively go i hate this <laughs> or, <laughs> or i don't enjoy this mm. um um so i um so i'm gonna go into some of my worst parts here um so well no um i think i got it wrong earlier Cody's not on Heartless. It's um, Welcome, Welcome to Heartbreak yeah. that he's on, yeah. uh, which is one of my best songs. But yeah. um, Heartless, <laughs> I've got a worst and kind of a bit of a best part for the um, the Thomas the Tank Engine choo choo <laughs> sounds on Heartless. <laughs> yeah, they're funny, but a bit silly. Um, another one is the yeah the overlong nature in parts and. Worst part ultimately here of um, and it's a conceptual one of this record's era is um, I'm gonna let you finish. Mm. That happened around this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm still I feel like because this is this is one of those albums that, again I pretty much ignored at the time, um, and I can't really say why. I don't really know why. Because after coming straight after graduation, which I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. I should have been right on this, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't. I wasn't particularly. Uh, so I feel like I'm kind of still exploring it a bit. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've probably got more to get out of it than I already have. Mm-hmm. But the, the overarching thing that I do like about it is just the the, the sparseness of it. Yes. But purely for the the feeling of kind of desolation. Yes that it creates mm-hmm. um, I feel like it is just so without ever needing he. this could be really this could be an instrumental album and you would still get yeah, that yeah. same feeling from it emotionally mm-hmm. which again points to what we said about his genius of, as a, yeah, as a producer yeah. and as a songwriter um, my, I'll, I'll get it out of the way my low, my low light is, is the chorus of Amazing I just find okay. kind of the repetitive of, this, yeah, uh, yeah. of, of it just kind of irritates me after mm-hmm. a little while mm-hmm. um I, th- I, I like again I think that's one of the bravest things about it is the fact that there's so much less rapping on it yeah yeah um, and he's gone for the auto-tune kind of vocals yeah. instead obviously that's the massive thing about it mm-hmm. um, and I think overall I think that works really well in most places but that's that's just the one track for me where it doesn't as much mm-hmm. um, my worst song um, obviously I mean yeah um 
most people know what this album's about uh, around um, just before this happened um, he went through a breakup with his long-term partner Amber Rose and uh, lost his mother mm. to um, complications from uh, bre- uh, breast surgery um, but my worst song here bad news um, okay. like it's just about receiving bad news <laughs> <laughs> Bit on the nose. Um, yeah. I, I do like the beat at the end of it. I was going to say, yeah, the, I, I love the rhythm of it generally. Mm-hmm. Going through this one, and I like that it kind of that gives it some momentum. Yeah, yeah. While yeah. still staying kind of contemplative. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I have said it. It just kind of goes on way too long without saying much, mm-hmm. really. And uh, Pinocchio story. Um, haven't got a lot of love for live songs see on record see I've said I think it's a brilliant way to end the album I think because of the nature of the album and what I just said about it about the destination of it and things I feel like that really really sends that home at the end mm-hmm. but it goes on for too long and ends yeah, up getting yeah. rambly yeah um, but I think this album would have been far better just being seen off by um, uh, one of my top tracks uh, which is Coldest Winter yeah um, yeah I love Tears for Fears <laughs> so, so of course you're going to like this yeah absolutely um, so yeah uh, Coldest Winter is fantastic I think I'd I think I'd actually put that second top uh, so my four, four favourites just to close me off here are um, in fourth I've got Paranoid yeah okay. um, third Welcome to Heartbreak already covered it briefly um, second Coldest Winter uh, but number one off this record is, is Love Lockdown cool okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great song yeah um, I think I'd agree with you with Coldest Winter being my number two mm-hmm. um, quite short compared to a lot of the other songs mm-hmm. but builds a real kind of intensity in that short time mm. um, those those big <clears throat> big drums are yeah, lovely yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that song particularly so emo yeah, oh god yeah uh, in the best way well, yeah, I mean, Tears of Fears were. They were they, they, they were emo before yeah. emo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, I probably need to... Maybe, maybe I need to investigate this artist more to really appreciate... But there's someone I've never really appreciated, particularly got, is um, Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy the momentum behind See You In My Nightmares. Yes. Uh, I think it's one of the best vocal performances on the album for me mm-hmm. as well, from Kanye as well. Um, and I actually really enjoy Lil Wayne's guest spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a nice surprise because he's someone usually I see his name and kind of get put off a bit right um, I can't put a finger on why I mm-hmm. just don't always get on with his style yeah um, but yeah I really enjoy what he brings to this one um, yeah Love Lockdown is, is good Say Will's an opener I think is pretty brave as an opener kind of in the vein of my reference song for that kind of opener is always Knocked Up by Kings of Leon right from um, the third album Fuck's because of the times yeah uh, just having a long kind of slow quiet track as mm-hmm. your opener I think yeah, yeah. you know it's always a brave thing to, to go with but mm-hmm. when you pull it off it works really well uh, but my top is um, is actually Streetlights oh nice yeah um, yeah good song I just think again it's really simple like like most of the album but almost meditative yeah. in this case in the way it is and I feel like like a great representation of just that feeling of feeling like a bit of a ghost mm. and that Whole mm. that whole the, like one of the one, one of the rare cases for me, especially uh, on this album with with Kanye, where the, the lyrics really just t- took me in, um, and I was kind of with him all the way through it, kind of really paying attention to everything he was saying with it. I thought it was really really cool. Yeah. Um, 
just wanted to point to the irony before we move on. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I think that's all. I've done my best and worst, haven't I? Yeah, cool. No, that's most of it. No, I just wanted to point out us uh, praising a song called Love Lockdown when we've done nothing but hate lockdown <laughs> for the past year. Uh, anyway, right. So um, now we have Jesus. 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 Um, yes, um, obviously, uh, so, one, two, three, four, his sixth album. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> I have gone on such a journey with Yebus. <laughs> such a journey. Yebus Christie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, gonna go straight into one of my best parts of this record, how obviously... It is influenced by, but sounds all the, way, uh, all the better for it. Uh, all the better for it by Death Grips. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is basically a Death Grips record, but makes it all the better. But more accessible, yeah. I would say. Which mm-hmm. is something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. See, I, I, um, I, I think I'm pretty sure I remember you telling me about this album before I actually listened to it. Mm. And, and it made me then go and listen to it when I'd stopped paying attention to Kanye for, for quite a while. Mm. Um, and I think the words you used, and I would say are still pretty much accurate, were it's the soundtrack of someone having a mental breakdown. Correct. Which it absolutely is. <laughs> and on that, my highlight is the first thing that when I got hold of this album, and I play, it, was, it was when I'd first really started uh, driving. And so it was one of those CDs that I had on in the car quite a lot. Mm-hmm. at that time so I did listen to it quite a bit and the first track that really like stood out to me was I Am A God mm. mostly just for his unfiltered vocal performance <laughs> and those fucking screams <laughs> that come out of nowhere <laughs> I remember listening to it in the car the first time thinking I'm genuine is there a number I can call I'm genuinely <laughs> concerned for this guy um, which but, is but, but which is but weird also- because there's so many genres of music and things where that happens yeah. and you don't fire uh, no. an eyelid yeah 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 but for some reason Kanye doing it on an album like this you just kind of go oh, oh <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's nowhere near the level of sort of emotional purging as like um, Caro on uh, Second Son of R mm. by Oathbreaker yeah. that, near the end but yeah um, and that's also a song which has another line uh, one of his uh, one of my favourite lines of his um, in a French ass restaurant Better hurry up with my damn croissant. <laughs> I've literally, the last couple of weeks, Nicky's got sick of it. I've just been randomly walking into a room and going, hurry up with my damn croissant. I just, oh, what was he thinking? Is it, I don't, the, 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 what I, I think this is the key thing, actually, that is, that I just find fascinating about this album. I think that's the key word for me with this album now, mm. is I f- I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. Um, that lyric is, an, is a prime example of my fascination, which is that I have no idea if that's meant to be tongue-in-cheek or not. <laughs> not a clue. Like, you'd assume it is. And I hope it is. But at this point, I don't know. <laughs> Or he just wanted someone to run a restaurant. Did you just really want a pastry? (laughs) You know, they say music should be honest and come from the heart. And if at that time the thing he was feeling the most was a desire for pastry, fair play. Croissants are delicious, Chris. They are. Um, And you don't want to wait for them if you don't have to. Quite. 
Um, yeah, uh, just generally the first four on here, fucking rule. Yes. All great. Yeah, let's get the silliness aside for a minute because actually there are some absolute legendary songs. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to get into some of those? I mean, I feel I feel like you've gone. You you carry on with what 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 is it about? Pick any of those because I do. I agree. <laughs> I think those any of those first four tracks for me could be my best track. I mean, we might as well get into um, this album's Rager, which is Black Skinhead. Um, yeah. Fucking slaps, even though it reminds you of um, Brian. Yes, it does. <laughs> There's no getting away from no. that. It's a very industrial... Yeah. It's essentially an industrial punk song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I re-watched uh, for this um, his performance of it on SNL, mm-hmm. which was where he like premiered the song. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a performance. Yeah. It's just, you watch it and you cannot help but still, even though you're used to the song almost at this point, like you yeah. can't help but get chills from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I get just such rage and frustration in his delivery all yeah. the way through. Uh, something we've not mentioned yet, which I think this is one of the maybe the best examples of, is the Daft Punk collaborations on mm. the album mm-hmm. which I don't think you'd guess no you know it's not obvious it's not an obvious collaboration at all yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know I'd be really interested to know what what part they did play in, in the writing and production of it but yeah, I, yeah. I feel like with this and with our joint number one um, A Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy they're mm. the two albums of Kanye's the most that I kind of wished there was a documentary about mm. the making of them yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wish there'd been someone filming it being made at the time so we could watch that because I feel like it would be a really interesting watch. Something I wanted to um, point out that you've brought back to my mind there is that um, there's a very interesting contrast between Dark uh, uh, Twisted Fantasy and this. And uh, Twisted Fantasy is um, very much, very, very much maximalism. Mm. And this is straight away straight after yeah pure minimalism absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. which again it's just another so I'm surprised you've um, yeah you've reverted I thought like you'd deliberately chosen users as your number one as we discussed right at the top yeah because that's the side of him that you prefer. No, no, no it's not the the max the maximalism minimalism thing isn't isn't the reason for that. It was more. I mean, I, well, maybe it is. I, th- I think the thing that initially appeals to me about Jesus is, is A, it's it's a much more succinct record. Yeah. You know, it's one of his few that is is a digestible length. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like it goes on any longer than it needs to. Let's have a look at how long it is. It's, it's still... 40 minutes, 10 songs, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And um, I kind of feel frustrated at the fact that actually it's probably his most relatable and accessible album to mm. a rock and metal fan. Yeah. I agree. Probably not a coincidence considering that's my, you know, my main go-to. Yeah, yeah. Style of music. Mm-hmm. Um so but I I think it's more and it might be to do with that, but I think it's more that I feel like this is the closest to an honest unfiltered Kanye album mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there is basically. Um, let's go into some negatives before we um, um, go on to best songs uh, so um, I think um, my worst part of this it's not my worst song but um, 
Hold My Liquor. Amazing beat, but waste Bon Iver a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a lyrical rerun of the aberration that was Drunken Hot Girls. Yeah, a little bit. It's interesting, like reading up on it, that's quite a lot of people's favourite Kanye and Justin Vernon collaboration. No chance. Which I don't get. Absolutely no chance. I don't get why that is. We're going to get into that later, definitely. But yeah, absolutely no chance. Um, Worst song, though. um, And it was difficult to choose one because it's such a short, sweet, succinct record with um, nary a bad song inside. But um, I think the low light for me is Guilt Trip. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the word I've used to describe it is woozy. Mm. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Um, if anyone out there listens to the uh, Scrubs podcast, um, there's a bit in it. There's an in joke between Zach Braff and Donald Faison uh, that they always refer to, where Donald woke up from an afternoon of drinking, going, "I'm woozy." Yeah, um, I just yeah, I I I I didn't have much else to say about it really. Um, So fair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Anything else before we go into best songs? Uh, So did you say that was your worst track in the end? Mm -hmm. So yeah, my worst. I've gone for I'm in it. Okay, so I'm in it. Um, I've got amongst my best. Because questionable lyrics, but it bangs. Very questionable. Mm. Um, uh, interesting, another throwback to another episode, uh, another part, uh, partly Arca produced. Ah, track, nice. This one. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, someone get a book and bonk Ye's boner down for a bit. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's more more Justin, which is always cool. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool guest vocal from um, Assassin Jamaican mm-hmm. dancehall. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I think that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, that I mean, you know, discussing wanting sweet and sour sauce with an Asian woman. Yes, no, that yeah, no. Putting his, <laughs> putting his fist in a black woman like a civil rights sign. <laughs> And then having the gall to then in the same breath reference Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech <laughs> whilst referring to unclothing a pair of breasts. Uh, yeah, okay. So all I can see is, say is thank yeah. you, Rick Rubin, who, who helped produce this one because he cut it down from an original six minutes to four. Right, okay. Yeah, no, no, fair. You, you raised some incredibly excellent points. <laughs> I'm removing it for my best. Well, but I mean, this the, the, this this is what comes it, again. Just points to my frustration. I'd say is yeah, the word yeah. with Kanye. Right? Is absolutely agree musically. It, it's a rager. Mm-hmm. Um, just just don't spout shit over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Is all you need to do. Yeah. Um, third of my best songs is uh, is um, Blood on the Leaves. Yeah, um, an example of him using uh, Nina Simone performance. Billy Holiday. No, it's Nina Simone's version. Okay, but it's Billy Holiday. Well, yeah. not Billy Holiday written, but yeah, Billy yeah, Holiday yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought it was Billy Holiday's until I looked it up. 
Right. Because I think he's, I assume he's manipulated it like yeah, he does. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, it sounds remarkably like Billy Holiday. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've always assumed it was, but I looked it up and it's, he used Nina Simone's version of it. Mm. Um, we didn't actually talk about um, feeling good being sampled on uh, Watch the Throne, did we? No, we didn't, mm. which is another highlight, actually. Yeah, I remember yeah. through to it. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I'd hope that that, that that shows he is a Nina Simone fan from the amount that he has yeah, used yeah. that stuff, you know, not just doing it as a token thing. But, I mean, who um, isn't a Nina Simone yes. fan? Well, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, there's a much better use of her on this one than, mm-hmm. than previously. Um, and, um, I mean, we've already had my favourite this record, is Black Skinhead. Um, number two, though, is uh, is Bound 2. Yeah. Another amazing sample. Um, unfortunately, m- maybe a little bit ruined by that god-awful dance remix that's going around a few years ago. Yeah. But... Um, a bizarre video. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, um, so, when... Um, so, when... Uh, an album finishes on the um, streaming service with the green logo. Mm. It will play one of uh, one of that artist's top tracks. Okay, yeah. And Bound Two would often would often be the one as one of his most popular songs mm. ever. And it would always pop, just pop out, pop out into my ear- eardrum straight away. Just be like, oh yeah, I fucking love this song. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah, wonderful little love letter to Kim. Yeah, like. Even though he objectifies the shit out of her, he does actually adore her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like age like milk yet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice little link as well to like. The, so the Charlie Wilson is is mm. the singer who, the, that he samples for it. Which, by the way, I love how it completely just sticks out. Mm-hmm. Like how it just suddenly goes to that sample mm-hmm. and then back in again, but it works yeah, yeah. brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, someone I've mentioned a fair few times on this podcast already, uh, but there are a few incredible performances from a Jules Holland show mm. from this album that he mm-hmm. did. Um, one of them being uh, with Charlie Wilson mm-hmm. doing doing the backing vocals um, to... He's the one... Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but he's the one from the Gap Band, isn't he? I, I don't actually know. Okay. I don't know much about him. Right. Incredible voice, mm. but um, yeah, it's his new so his new slaves, mm-hmm. which again I think is just an incredible song. Mm-hmm. Was nearly my top uh, choice, yeah. actually, or was it in the end? Did I go for that in my? Oh, yeah, it is my best song. I was going nice. to say I was, I was going between that and um, yeah. and Black Skinhead. Yeah, um, yeah, he was he wasn't a gap band, as in um, Oops, outside your head. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah I just think I think New Slaves is one of my favourite Kanye vocal performances yeah I think the fact that it's got really not really got a beat to it mm-hmm. essentially you know it's mm-hmm. it, um, the rhythm is all led by the, by the other instrumentation um, and yeah the, the, the Jules Holland performance of it if you can find it it's, all, it's on YouTube but it's really worth checking out because it's just such a different version of it um and somehow, again, he manages to strip it back and make it more intense by doing so. Wonderful. Uh, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, uh, and and I just love the fact that it's, again, despite the fact this is a minimalist album, this is a song that has Frank Ocean singing over a sample of a 1960s Hungarian prog band. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did he find that? Where did he decide that's what he was going to do? Uh, on a song like that as well? Yeah. Bizarre. 
Cool. Anything else to say about users? Oh, just... Great record. I mean, what can you say about it? Great record. It's 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 one of those that I think will never stop being fascinating. Mm. Will never sound will never stop sounding unique. Yeah. Um even that even that cover. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the fact that it was just a plain mm-hmm. just a blank CD case, yeah, blank yeah. CD. I think because I bought the actual physical CD of it, it literally was mm-hmm. just, just clear a red, plastic jewel case. Red square. Blank CD, little sticker on it. Yeah. But but you remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it suits the style of the album really well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think just purely from an artistry perspective, it would still be my number one. Mm. No. From a, from a pure like, not not from an, uh, like the one I enjoy the most, but from a just a fascination perspective for me, that's that's the one that takes it. We'll we'll get there, but no, I do not agree. <laughs> um, so I mean. <laughs> Before we do get there, we've got yeah. one more album to cover. Yeah. I just, know what, just one little album. Just one little album, you know, <laughs> casual, casual old late registration. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's got fucking golden on it. <laughs> do you? I mean, do you think this was the album that was like the decider? Oh the, god, the, yeah. Like this album made him into a global superstar, yeah. without doubt. Without yeah, a shadow of a doubt. This it um he was already getting a lot of attention from the right sort of places on college dropout. Um but um late registration is the hit factory. Hmm. This is what turned him from pink polo shirt wearing backpack wearing <laughs> dork to Kanye West. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah. Um that we we so we, we, um, Chris and I were talking off mic that I was tempted at one point to um, shift down uh, late reg and college dropout in favour of eight to eight and users because they are more interesting artistically, um, but I have so much emotional investment in college dropout and late reg that mm. they just had to be up there and. They still stand up, like 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 you were saying earlier. Late Reg still sounds really fresh, really amazing for a record that came out in two thousand and five. I mean, that opening three after the opening skit, you got heard him say with uh, our old matey, Mister mm-hmm. Adam Levine from <laughs> Maroon Five, Rock is dead, etc. There is no, there are no bands, um, or whatever the fuck he said. He didn't actually say that, but anyway. Um, one of my highlights oh my god how fucking good is Touch the Sky yeah nearly my top actually and, 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 and another mastery uh, masterful use of samples yeah. just the iconic Curtis Mayfield moving on up with Lupe Fiasco who at the time was the second most exciting rapper in the world yeah and I feel like it's quite a graduation-y track actually mm. You know, yeah. there's quite a lot of comparisons you could you could make to to graduation with that track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, go on in. Uh, some more best parts for you. Uh, I mean, I did, over my highlight is the overall use of classic samples. Yeah, just adding some real weight to the like. Yeah. 
some of the, some of the absolute caliber of some of the songs he has sampled yeah. on this album is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he shouldn't have got away with it, but <laughs> he's Kanye, so he did. Um, I, yeah, I mean, heard him say "Touch the Sky," "Gold Digger." As your opening three, yeah, wow, untouchable, yeah. Um, again, I mean, it's got to be mentioned. It's a shame with Gold Digger. It's it's kind of one of his re- recurring misogynistic tropes mm-hmm. about women being obsessed with getting with men for money. Yeah, um, and and it's just kind of a shame. But that, there, is, but there is that last verse. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so I don't, I don't think it's by, it's, you know, not by any means the worst example of mm. it. But but I do feel like it's almost a bit of a shame. That that he's taken a a Ray Charles song that was the opposite, yeah, of that, yeah, and yeah, to okay. turn it into that, like <laughs> it's a shame because Jamie Foxx's performance is incredible, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as his general performance in the film Ray is, uh, which is it, around it, the same it, time, uh, wasn't it? Just just like we didn't mention it when we when we covered it, just like it is on Slow Jams. Yes, yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, I. Th- I uh, my Way Home with Common, mm. I think, a brilliant... Uh, he uses um, samples of Gil Scott Heron quite often. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really good... We'll get into that next. Yeah, I think that's a really good <laughs> use of that. Uh, I mean, I, I could keep... I could keep going with highlights on this album, really. <laughs> I, I would say, I think, overall, I'm going to sound really white right now. Okay. Uh, but, so I'm, I was quite a late comer to... a appreciating hip-hop on a wider scale and mm-hmm. kind of getting into it yeah um and so really the only sort of rap and hip-hop that i'd properly paid attention to before uni really was eminem yep uh bit of jay-z mm-hmm. bit of dre yep of Snoop Dogg yeah, very yeah. very little bit yeah, 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 that's probably about it mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. so this was the first after all of that as mm-hmm. an adult this was the first kind of hip hop that I actively got into yeah was this album so it has that that nostalgia element for yeah. me I'd say um, so it, it's difficult yeah it's difficult to kind of pick out lots of, you know there, there are certain there's the odd couple of songs that we'll mention when we talk about our actual favourite songs that are kind of really stand out for me. But mm. otherwise, there's there's very little that I dislike. Yeah. Really. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it, it was very hard to pick out um, a, 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 a worse song here. Um, but I did, actually, and uh, may as well get into it here before mm. I, I, I go ham on more best parts. Um, you don't need two Diamonds from Sierra Leone. No, and I th- this is what I found odd yeah. is is that so at, now uh, I've been trying to work out so officially is the last track gone yes so the second one is a bonus track yes as the original version mm-hmm. but it doesn't it's not obvious I'd say mm-hmm. if you're just putting the album on it kind yeah, of it yeah. feels like it's been placed in the middle of it before the end mm-hmm. which yeah it doesn't you don't need you can you could if you wanted it you could seek it out it doesn't yeah, it yeah. doesn't need to be there on the album yeah no mm. I agree with you with that uh, I could because my yeah my, my overall low light is just it's again it's long yeah um, mm-hmm. and that doesn't help that <laughs> yeah essentially um, yeah so like I mean just generally the last further record after We Major is Patchy yeah 
Um, and I've got a, um, um, my overall worst song is Hey Mama. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I get I've it. Said, I've he, said, he, he, lo- he loves his mum. Yeah, I've said, I've said it's really sweet, which makes me feel really shit for thinking it's a pretty crap song. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, it's not my worst, though. Okay. Uh, my worst comes right after it. Mm. Uh, with celebration. Okay. Uh, I like celebration. Oh, oh no, nah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, we're going to go back into trodden ground here. Yeah. Okay. Grab a drink. Grab a glass. After that, I grab your ass. Okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> no, yeah, more, more okay. confusingly, and I vow that my child will be well endowed like his daddy. <laughs> and that's 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 first your first thought about your little boy is it Connie that you hope that your imaginary little boy would be well endowed yeah. okay <laughs> and tell him that your mama had a fatty mm. Mm. I mean you know you got a big cock be proud of it we was practicing till one day your ass bust through the packaging you know what though you're my favourite accident <laughs> Come on, Chris, that's funny. <laughs> I, I mean, it is if you're 14. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. You know? Yeah. That's that's my main issue, I think, with this yeah. humour in those kind of tracks. It's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's worth a cheap giggle. Lol, I just in a fanny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, this is, we're talking about a well-respected hip hop artist, not Lonely Island. <laughs> Tenacious D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, okay, cool. Done there on the negatives, now I can go hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, so, yeah, uh, best parts. Already done the first three. I think a strong run, another strong run in this album is from um, Roses to We, Ma- to we Major. Um, so there you've got um, Bring Me Down, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, featuring our girl Brandy from uh, from uh, Nickelodeon, Teen Soap, Moesha. <laughs> um, addiction. Brilliant. Uh, could ignore the skit, but um, the the actual version of Diamonds from Sierra Leone with Kanye, Kanye and Jay-Z mm. is excellent. Um, you said before the podcast that you don't really like We Major, you think it's too long. Um, I'm a big fan. I think those synths are really bright and shiny and it's got Nas on it. So, yeah. And I, love, I adore Nas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like... His and and his verse is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, seven and a half minutes though. I could, but that's got the kind of beat that I could happily listen to for that long. Fair enough. It's very interesting and hooky. I do, yeah, I do. Addictive. I, you know, I do like it as a song. I see the mm. title and I can hear it, and that's always yeah. a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I would like to kind of give a quick shout as well to. We talked about Hey Mama and Celebration being on. Worst tracks, but then straight after that, gone. I quite like. Yeah, well, um, got gone. I've got as as another another um, uh, one of my best part because um, we didn't mention it when we were talking about Kanye's production, but obviously he had a lot of input on this record from John Bryan. Okay, yeah, yeah. and um, it's very significant on Gone. His touches, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, and is, am I right in thinking we've got another Otis? We've got another Otis Redding mm. uh, sample on here, yeah, yeah, yeah. which um, is is cool. And yeah. 
Yeah, I just feel like it picks the quality back up at the mm. end, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of my favourites on the album, actually, for Kanye's lyrics mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, um, and And I'm a massive Tribe Called Quest yeah, fan now. Yeah. Um, talking about a latecomer to, to hip-hop, they're one of the kind of acts that I've really got into. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have consequence involved is cool. Lovely. Um, and the last of my best parts is, like... Kanye, um, Kanye as a public persona, one of the best things he's ever said. This was the era where he got up on stage after Katrina and said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I do remember that one. And still an amazing gift to this day, watching Mike Myers' face <laughs> in the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just incredible, yeah, incredibly true, yeah. And the fact that George Bush said afterwards is one of the, the most disgusting moments of his pre- presidency. Yeah, um, then it actually <laughs> meant something to him. Anything, uh, anything else before we go into best songs? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no. I think uh, like crack music. Ah, oh, um, what a banger crack music is. Uh, yes, like. Uh, Half incredible political track, yeah, half yeah. raving conspiracy rant. Yeah, um, but great. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. I just uh, I th- I feel like I, I enjoy it when he does decide to do a song lyrically that has something more behind it. Yeah, you know. I think um, um, was this maybe was crack music maybe the one you were referring to earlier, like has the same sort of pure powerhouse energy as Jesus Walks. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. It might be, because you've got like that haunting choir at the end yeah, with yeah, the yeah. spoken verse over it. Um, and that really like powerful forefront horn sample. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. those snapping snares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not made it into my best songs, but yeah, we are just just bubbling under. Um, I've got four, four of my best songs. Um, it's Late... Um, the bonus track, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I feel like it's just the length of the album. I'd kind of started yeah. switching off at yeah, that yeah. point, so I've not got a lot for it. But mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's a better one. Um, bring me down, and then I mean, could separate these two with a cigarette paper again. I'm gonna go for as my number one, uh, Touch of Sky. Cool. Just over Gold Digger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Touch the Sky is probably my number two as well, but um, the 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 Jay Z version of Diamonds mm. is my is my top. Nice. Um, nice. I just always loved that song. I think it's actually that's probably the track more that made Our me. Oh, girl actually... Shirley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and that's the, one of the ones I think of when I say about the caliber of the samples and the mm. kind of like if someone told you there's a there's a incredible hip-hop track that's just come out that, that samples Shirley Bassey do Bond thing yeah. <laughs> you know you've uh, okay right. <laughs> it's great um, I think it's that track more than Gold Digger actually that, that made me properly sort of properly pay attention and, yeah. and get a hold of the album mm-hmm. um, yeah I just I th- again one that made me realise how brilliant he is as a producer as well mm-hmm. um, taking a song that iconic and making it iconic all over again yeah. in a completely different way and he did it again on the next album with Stronger indeed um, uh, uh, yeah uh, have you done your best songs there uh, so yeah yeah that's it really I mean like I said like first first three and then Diamonds so right 
Here we go into number one. Our mutual number one. We finally made it. We are at 2014's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And yeah, um, just the point I wanted to bring up straight away is uh, we mentioned them earlier. Um, Hip hop had two masterpieces in the 2010s, in my view. This and Pimper Butterfly by mm. Kendrick Lamar. And I, Chris mentioned he knew it was my number one. I fucking adore this record from top to bottom. Um, it's amazing. Where, where to even begin? Like, just everything. It's maximalism at its best. It's what I pointed to when we were in our Paramore episode when we were reviewing the arms. It's, it's everything all the time. Yeah. Um, how could I not love a record that samples King Crimson, <laughs> Black Sabbath, an Aphex Twin. <laughs> For starters, just yeah. three three incredible names right there. This is this is Kanye's prog record. Yeah, and oh, I mean, Chris, just just save me. I mean, I, I mean, I've got a very simple one line like summary that I've said about my thoughts about this album at this point in time, which are that I completely missed out on it at the time it came out, mm-hmm. and I feel like a fucking chump because <laughs> I feel like it was such a moment in music that, in hindsight, listening back to it, I uh, can absolutely understand why and yeah. feel like an idiot for yeah. like. I mean, just ignoring it essentially I mean, uh, like what 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 sums that up best i think is the we mentioned them earlier as well uh pitchfork lovers of shitting on all music mm. from a great height this is one of a handful of records that they've given a perfect 10 to yeah um i think in their albums of the decade for the 2010s this was uh number two behind uh, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Yeah. Um, and with an album that cost over $3 million, mm-hmm. you'd fucking hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that is incredible. Like, this this is, like I was saying earlier about users, like, for me, this is ultimately, this is, I, I cannot stress how much... I wish there was a documentary about the making of this album. Mm-hmm. Like the more I read about it and the more I find out about the making of it, it just sounds like nothing else. Yeah. Um, what I, um, something, something you brought to mind there. He originally wanted to call it good ass job. <laughs> Thank God he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Funny title though. Um, right. Before I go, yeah, extremely fucking hard on this record because this is another one that we mentioned over and over again. Talking about this album could be a podcast within itself. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, before I talk about its uh, its benefits, um, just wanted to get a couple of minor criticisms out of the way. The worst part is the dying cyborg noise noise in the second half of Runaway. <laughs> yeah. Don't need it. No. 
<laughs> it just takes it on for far too long. Um, there are bits on this album that, t- that take it on for far too long that we might get into later, which mm-hmm. work. But uh, um, And the worst song um, said about Bound 2 earlier being a love song to Kim that, uh, that I think works. Um, Devil in a New Dress. Yeah. It, it, it is is the low light of this record record other than um Rick Ross's verse which I think is a clear highlight yeah, of yeah, that yeah, song yeah. I agree with that yeah and it, it, it's his best part of this of this album like mm. I mean yeah let's get into it now so um monster is not one of my uh best tracks because I think the best part of it is allowed to be the best part. I think maybe an element of it is almost on purpose. Like, I don't think Kanye, Jay-Z or Rick Ross bring it on that track to highlight Nicki Minaj in a way. Do you reckon? I don't I don't know. I don't think it was deliberate. No. Um, but that is something you can take as a positive from the fact that maybe... They aren't uh, aren't giving in their best performances yeah. on the album. I mean, uh, like we said, um, like we said, just stuff. Mike, um, JC is literally listing <laughs> mythical beasts. The, the, the one thing I have said about Monster, um, I mean, it is up there for me, mm. um, but because it's got Justin on it. No, not for that reason at all. But but I mean, I mean, you look at Kanye, Jay Z, Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj, Boniver. Yeah. <laughs> my notes start for this song with sorry what did I just type yeah um, I, we'll get to something even better later yeah but I, feel, I feel like like it's got harsh production in the best way mm-hmm. um, and it's rare that I say this for, for something that isn't like post rock or post metal I suppose but it's six and a half minutes long mm. and not a second is wasted for yeah. me yeah 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 um, I, I yeah, I think it's. It, I'd, I'd say it's. I think it's near perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to say it is the best song on the album, but mm-hmm. but for what that song is supposed to be, I, I struggle to find fault with it. Um, but yes, um, we are two white men on a podcast who will be talking about Nicki Minaj's verses verse on Monster. Oh my God. It is my highlight. It's uh, it's one of the best rap verses ever. Yeah, and there's, there is again another rare moment of Kanye being, uh, what's the word? Humble, I suppose. Magnanimous. Where he 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 says that uh, he he like I think he was joking. I hope he was that he nearly took it out mm. because. Um, her verse on that song is better than any of his performances <laughs> on the rest of the album, which is true. It's, it's incredible. It's just incredible. All those different voices. Yeah. Um, her syncopation. Her the the power with which she delivers. Yeah. Would you say she's the closest we've got to a female equivalent of Kanye at this point? Yes. I th- I mean, like I I think well I I I, I think she is very heavily influenced by him yeah but I because she's someone who 
I really enjoy and mm-hmm. I, like as uh, in her, her her albums I've listened to and I enjoy them but yeah. I have a similar thing with Kanye where there's certain parts of it where I'm like I don't enjoy <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't think it should be there yeah, or, yeah. but it just for me it's obviously it's not mate it's not for me you know yeah, yeah. um so it's, it's you know it's natural that that's how I feel about it but yeah I, I think there's there's some definite similarities hmm. um right <sighs> I mean, yeah, um, uh, let's just talk about some more of this fucking album. Sorry, something I wanted to say about a track that goes on for far too long but works is um, Blame Game. I think Chris Rock's part is fucking hilarious. Wow. You don't like it? Mate. That, I find that a little bit concerning. Okay. It's horrific. <laughs> and I'm not on my own with that. Okay. Uh most like most people and most reviews have highlighted that as the as the thing that kind of is a one blot on the album. Uh yeah, the fuck. It's horrible. Okay. Really horrible. <laughs> um like I th- I th- disappointing one anything cuz Chris Rock's better than that. Like he's a funny guy. Mm. I don't find it remotely funny. Okay. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. To me, it's like, a, again, like a 12-year-old's attempt at, yeah, no, I don't know. I just don't get it. I think I, okay. I, I find it genuine. It's one of the few, like, I have, you know, we've talked at length about my issues I have with some of Kanye stuff. Um, and I know that he's not directly responsible for this necessarily in the content of it, but it's, it's the one that I take genuine offence to. Hmm. Okay. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Don't apologise for your opinion. Um, no. Uh, uh, obviously, it's I my f- own. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I, I found it quite funny. Sorry. Um, that's the song, obviously, where he, um, where's um, I mean, supports um, Aphex Twin, and he got John Legend being good in the chorus let's also be clear it's it's about and taking the piss out of his ex-girlfriend who is also a rape victim mm. which kind of changes the tone for me I suppose okay I didn't actually know that it's about um, Amber right. Rose um, as is Hell of a Life mm-hmm. uh, which equally is my worst track for the same reason the okay. fact that you also had the audacity to ask her to be in the video Right for that song, I think shines a light on who I he thought, is. I, I thought it's about King because it starts off with no. I fell in love with a porn star. No. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. It's 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 kind of an allusion to uh, to Amber Rose as a mm. former stripper. Right. Um. Yeah, and as someone you know, her 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 experiences are well documented, um, and. The fact that, yeah, I, you know, I'm not the most qualified person to talk about this kind of shit, but people can, you know, think what they want to think about it. I, I think deciding to, it's not, the, you know, he's he's got other songs. He's got other songs and he's got other albums where he's addressed that breakup mm-hmm. and things. This just feels nasty, right. you know? It just feels manipulative and nasty and, and abusive, essentially, I'd say. Okay. Well, 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm perfectly willing no, to no, be no. like challenged on it, or, or I, for anyone uh, to change my mind in hindsight later on. Um, but that's that's my you, current you, stance you, on you, it. You've, to be fair, you've obviously done a lot more reading on it than I, than I have. Hell of a life, where two tracks I really enjoy, uh, and Blame Game, where two mm. tracks I really enjoyed, and an album I really love. But you've done the reading, and you've yeah. Um, I, I will really say the only, shifted my perspective. The only reason I've done the reading on it is because because of these like strong feelings I have about some of Kanye's content and mm-hmm. stuff, and I kind of felt like well, if I'm going to say anything about it, I need to know what I'm talking about. You know, mm-hmm. I can't just throw these accusations out there. So that is the only reason I did look into it, and it's easier for me to do so because again, I don't have that emotional connection to the album in the same right. way you do. You know, mm-hmm. it, I wasn't there for it when it happened. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, um, <laughs> so to change things drastically, gonna yeah. do I want to pour into some highlights now? No, I yes, you uh, come on, we need to because <laughs> the, this is the thing, right? I've said all that. This is still my number one album. Yes, you know we we need to put because the, is as the tale of Kanye overall is. Yeah, you need to you need to take both. You yeah. need to just accept that they're both there. Yeah. And uh, that's just how it is, you know. Yes. Does it need to be there? No, but we do what we do. Um, we um, we do what we can to celebrate the great parts record parts of this record, which are mm-hmm. many. Um, bubbling under my top three tracks, because the three best tracks on this album are inseparable for me. I could barely choose between them. Mm-hmm. But um, just under uh, those three are is um, is power, yeah. Um, King Crimson, shout out the proggy, proggy weirdos. <laughs> um, yeah. So ultimately, I decided. Excuse me. <laughs> that um, number three is uh, is Runaway, um, even though okay. the, the, there's the dying cyborg noise, <laughs> um, like. I really like his singing in it. Yeah. I really like his singing. And obviously he's tried it before with um, Muffled in Autotune. But I think he's, he genuinely sounds good here. Yeah. And that that chorus is... It's like... It's like um, that I Love Kanye of um, Life of Pablo that I pointed to. It's one of those rare moments when he's utterly self-aware and vulnerable. And it's charming. Yeah. I th- I, yeah, it is... I'd say Runaway is one of those tracks that's crept up on me. Mm. You know, the first couple of listens, it wasn't a particular highlight. It was yeah. one. It was one that I kind of, I think I have heard in passing yeah. before. Um, uh, but yeah, the more the, I, I said to you just before we started recording this, it's been the one that's been going round and round in my head for the last like mm. week. Such a catchy chorus. Yeah. Um, number two, and this was so close. Um, so second favorite is uh, Lost in the World. Mm-hmm. Because it's maximalism, and it's that amazing um, changing of the Bonnie Vare. So they, uh, this uh, this comes from um, the blood a song of the Blood Bank EP. Yeah, um, and uh, called Lost in the Woods, and he changes it and manipulates it and changes it into its own chorus, which is just a celebration of life. Yeah, and you got the amazing Jill Scott Heron. 
uh, sample coming in at the end. And yeah, so it's like a separate track, isn't it? But I've I have counted it. Uh, so who will survive in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've well, counted it, it, it as it, it starts coming in towards the end. Of yeah, Lost in the World, and I, yeah, I have kind of counted that as the outro to Lost in the World, really, because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I say, it does just go through. Um, and I, I will say at that point, like, it, yeah, I've got it as my top. With if we include that as a whole thing, mm-hmm. um, that's it is my my top track. It's just amazing, absolutely incredible. Um, just like I feel like. It's one of those songs that's a real celebration of the human voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 got a everyone track. everyone going ham on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> just singing um, at the top of their lungs. Like. It's just is this no? Like I've, I think even fairly recently, like I remember saying to you, "Have a siren." That like <laughs> this is the siren. That uh, it's just come to pick up Kanye. Um, I love. <laughs> Um, that I like I love Bon Iver and I love Woods as a track so much mm-hmm. that the idea of it being used in a track like this mm-hmm. really didn't sit well with me mm-hmm. um, but you you can't not feel brilliant yeah. when you listen to it absolutely and again another, another example of what I was saying before with Stronger about his just ability to take something incredible and breathe new life into it mm-hmm isn't that yeah there is no denying it and as if that wasn't enough the use of soul makasa as yeah. well yeah yeah where did that come from <laughs> genius well i mean we know where it came from it came from mj but well, not originally he used he sampled no, it. no i know i know i know but, i know but, but yeah yeah no i know what I mean but like that but what i mean is just like the, to think to put those as is the story of the whole album really the, the thought of putting those things together mm-hmm could only happen in the context that this album was made in of just like you say everything all the time yeah uh yeah um but my number one is um uh it was always my number one those other two came close but it's gotta be all of the lights it was close it was close for me as well i mean yeah talk about everything all the time this is just a flabbergasting song just the yeah. the vocalist alone, like <laughs> that amazing Rihanna chorus, one of my highlights of her career. I just and it's... and then we got um, Kid Cudi, uh, The Dream, Charlie Wilson again from the yeah. Gap Band, John Legend, Larue, yeah. Alicia Keys, Elton Fucking John, yeah, play piano and yeah. <laughs> Fergie from the Black Eyed yeah. Peas and Drake. I mean, you've also got Tony Williams. Yeah, it's like uh, who's someone who's he's, he's collaborated with previously on yeah the, on yeah he's yeah. um, 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 his cousin. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just, I mean, my and I've I've got that list as well in my notes, and I've just preceded it with, I mean, what to say? Just look at this. <laughs> but what? I, and I think I read something saying something very similar to this, but I remember thinking it before as well. What I think is brilliant about that is unless you were told that all those people were there, mm. you wouldn't have a clue. Mm. He's not done it for, uh, you know... When, when you know who they are, you're like, oh, that's Alicia Keys. You can every now and then you can oh, pick one Oh, that's Fergie. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But that, to me, that, again, is, is, a, is another thing that summarises what this album is about. It is mm. just because he could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a complete power play and nothing more. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, 
we've covered pretty much everything here uh, that I want to cover. Like um, gorgeous and so appalled. Um, we, we haven't mentioned the opener, Dark Fantasy. Which oh I think yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think wonderful. Lovely little um, and sampling we, Mike Oldfield while we're yeah. talking about random samples. Yeah, um, that weird Nicki Minaj British accent. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and some of and also some of his best uh, like actual rapping mm-hmm. uh, for for a while. I think as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this it's it's if if you were to ask someone to imagine the result of someone like Kanye hold up in Hawaii mm. taking all three live rooms of a studio at once 24-7 <laughs> only taking 20 minute power naps <laughs> this is pretty much what you'd expect to come out of it, isn't it? you know uh, <laughs> what else do you say oh, the other thing that's really silly that I didn't uh, mention when we were talking about Monster just quickly mm. uh, again well, in the break between recording I was trying to see Ollie was trying to guess I was saying I had a serious highlight which was Nicki Minaj's verse mm. and a silly one uh, and you were trying to guess what were some of your guesses Jay-Z's list of monsters <laughs> yeah uh, um, can you have you had, ever had sex with a pharaoh put a pussy in a sarcophagus <laughs> Uh, it's not that it's and I said it's something that I've no idea if it's deliberate or not but my god I want it to be which is uh, uh, whatever I want to do gosh (laughs) (laughs) maybe if Kanye accidentally turning into Napoleon Dynamite for a little while as he uses John Hader as a sample of the next album there we go maybe he's a fan maybe (laughs) I really want it to be really want it to be a, as, amongst all the other things a Napoleon Dynamite nod and it seems like a good way as any to end it on <laughs> <laughs> reducing one of the most lauded albums of the last couple of decades to a Napoleon to, Dynamite to, reference to a nod to an obscure independent comedy <laughs> uh, that only nerds like us actually like because everyone else fucking hates that movie um, yes what an album and what a career like I mean we pointed out the obvious like he's not a good person no and and <laughs> the, and, and oh, it's such a minefield in it like he's not a good person he's also undoubtedly a troubled person yes I think it's important to acknowledge both without excusing them mm-hmm. you know um, and, and likewise undoubtedly Undoubtedly, and I know not everyone agrees. Um, f- f- you know, I know plenty of people who don't agree, but undoubtedly, I agree with you. A musical genius. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it is. I think this is. You know, we had this conversation on the Shikari episode about the, the abusive situations and things like that. Like, obviously, mm. this isn't quite on that same level, but I, I feel like it's. It, this is where the importance comes in of, of being able to appreciate all of someone. You know, and this is something uh, you know he strayed into, maybe going to places I don't agree with. But Nick Cave has has written quite a lot about this recently, about the idea of you know we've got to start remembering that that people are humans, mm. and humans are incredibly complex, multifaceted things. Yeah, you know, and so it is possible, and this is where I've got to with Kanye through doing this. It is possible to to despise the human being, mm. uh, for so many things but to equally still be in awe of some of the things they've achieved. Yeah. You know, and I feel like at the moment that's where I'm at. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't add any, add any more to that. That's that's a really good, 
um, near perfect summary of um, how I how I feel too. Yeah, incredible, unbelievable artist. Like you say, like the word genius is so overused, but he fits that bill mm. to a T. Just an ama- just amazing. His sampling work, his production, use of instrumentation, just incredible. Virtually unparalleled in all of music. Um, but a troubled, problematic man, and that's how he'll be remembered. Yeah. And that's how. That's why a lot of people won't pay any attention to Kanye anymore. And we, yeah. Yeah, and fair, and, fair and if I'm being honest, why I switched off? You yeah. Know? yeah. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. But the good parts should be remembered too. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're going to go into our uh, top five. I'll need you the better top five here. So hit that jingle, please, Chris. The issue, the better. The issue, the better. Um, so it's our top five songs inspired by my beautiful dark twisted fantasies artwork of um, songs from albums with banned or censored artwork um, so as as we as usual we'll go into our honorable mentions first um, Chris do you want to go first with some of your honorable mentions yeah I mean there was this was good fun again yeah. um, I mean there, yeah there are some bizarre ones there are some cool ones there are some downright disturbing ones Mm -hmm. as you you know would assume going into this Mm -hmm. um i'll go with uh so a band that have two entries here Mm -hmm. that i didn't pick either for my top five in the end but i think are both worth mentioning um is jane's addiction Uh, okay uh, so you've got, um, ironically, the album Nothing's Shocking, <laughs> um, which is the one that features the, it's actually a sculpture um, of the the nude um, conjoined twins. Yes. With the heads on fire. Yes. Um, I, I didn't realise it was a sculpture. I thought it was like clever photography trickery mm-hmm. or something. Um, uh, which is, Yeah, it's actually a sculpture. Perry Farrell actually ended up making himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I assume it was the nudity mm-hmm. that got it, that got it censored uh in the end um and uh so i'd go with uh, mountain song for that mm-hmm. uh, both my choices from these albums are obvious ones but you know yeah. um and uh ri- ritual de lo habitual is that how yep. you say it? i can't mm-hmm. remember I'm not quite sure um being caught stealing would be my choice for for that because that's my favorite James addiction song because i'm basic uh, <laughs> but again yeah it's the one that's like again it's, it's really not offensive but it involves nudity yeah which is the, the like mm-hmm. the three uh, nude people Indeed. Um, so, uh, yeah. Any more? Uh, I've got plenty. Do you want to? Mm. Do you want to take it in turns? Or, okay. What do you want to cool. do? I don't mind. Um, all right. So, um, top of mind is um, well, not necessarily music-wise, but uh, Slayer's Christ Illusion. Yeah, that's in mind as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gone for Cult. Okay. Yeah, I, I went with um, the opening track in the end, Flesh Storm. Yeah. So, um, uh, so that so that depicts. Um, an offensive to the Christian community picture of Christ just um, in, 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 in a flood um, being crucified you name it severed uh, severed hands yeah. severed heads floating around him including yeah. one that I think looks like Mother Teresa wonderful uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> wonder why that was banned <laughs> hello Chris uh, I mean quite an amusing one mm-hmm. uh, Alice Cooper 
Oh yeah. Um, you know, known as being a shock rocker. Yeah. Uh, his third album, uh, "Love It to Death," mm-hmm. uh, was was like airbrushed. Uh, because the uh, I can show you this actually I've got the photo mm-hmm. uh, if other people can just look it up obviously while they're listening um, he thought it'd be amusing for the photo shoot for the album to just stick his little finger in between the little gap in his trousers to look like a little willy like five year olds do <laughs> uh, the com- record company didn't like it and they brushed it out which I think is a shame but there we go uh, I found that quite amusing <laughs> Justice, justice, justice for Alice Cooper's index finger. <laughs> this one's fucking hilarious. So w- w- why it was censored? Um, I can't remember the name of the record actually off the top of my head. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. You might know it actually, um, but it's the Mamas and Papas records. Yeah, with California Dreaming on it. And it was censored because it's got a <laughs> toilet on it. And do you know, want to know the best thing? It's not the only one. <laughs> Uh, the original and the one that most people now know Rolling Stones cover for Beggar's Banquet with the, with the also um, a toilet yeah it's graffiti in the toilet apparently the toilets are just not okay yeah so I've got a street fighting man from that also yeah, we're yeah. all just meant to pretend that we just piss into the air apparently mm-hmm. um, <laughs> weird very yeah. weird uh, I've got another along similar lines in terms of like bands. I just love the fact that mums and papas have. A, <laughs> uh, but yeah, along along similar lines for uh, acts that you just wouldn't expect to be on this list anywhere uh, is actually an act that have two entries again. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the Beautiful South? Oh wow! <laughs> okay, so uh, their nineteen eighty nine album "Welcome to the Beautiful South" yeah. um, had like a, a two pictures on the front: one with a woman with a gun in her mouth, right, and a man smoking a cigarette. Right. It was actually banned by Woolworths uh, <laughs> because it might cause people to start smoking. <laughs> The woman with the gun in her mouth is fine. <laughs> but you can't have a cigarette, kids. <laughs> Bloody hell. So they replaced it with a picture of a rabbit and a teddy bear instead. Right. Uh, and then also their 94 album, Meow, mm-hmm. um, originally set to feature uh, a photo of rows of dogs seated in a musical with a gramophone um, and HMV to Cumbridge to that. <laughs> and so they just had four dogs on a boat. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, next up I've got uh, The Slits um, they have an album yeah. um, one word title name I can't remember but it features the naked purpley, the purpley one naked yeah, yeah. Am- Amazonian women on the cover yeah so boobies band um, <laughs> boobies band boobies band um, it's got uh, their magnificent cover I've heard of the grapevine on it so that's yeah, my shout that's good uh, let's stick with some nudity mm. Uh, and let's go a slightly more hardcore with Death Grips, No Love Deep Web. I've got exactly the same next, yeah. Woo! Zach Hill's erect penis, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises there, fellas. <laughs> he, he wrote the album title in Sharpie along his erect shaft <laughs> and photographed it and went, here's our album cover. And the others went... Cool. <laughs> uh, I've always wondered. I didn't actually realise. So when you have that album up on like streaming services and things, it's just heavily pixelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of thought it's a dildo. Yeah, like, yeah. I kind of thought, nope. No, it is a wreck penis. It's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next, I've got. Um, I think we mentioned it at some point on this podcast before. I can't remember when, but um, it's peeled apples from Journal for Plague Lovers. By the Manic Three Preachers. Uh, 
the yeah. uh, Jenny Savile painting. Yeah. Um, I think that was considered too distressing by certain retailers. Yeah, I read. I think there were Maybe certain Asta. shades. I think there were certain shades that were considered to represent blood or yes. something like that. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. But bloody good album. Yeah. Uh, well worth checking out if you have any affection left for the Manic Street Preachers, which is understandable if you don't after the past nearly two decades now. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, uh, Jennifer Plague Lovers has some of Richie's lost lyrics and um, it's marvellous. Yeah. Your next one, Chris? Um, I've got... <laughs> oh, where do I go next? Okay, I'm going to quickly do this one because it really makes me chuckle. Um, Prince. Mm. Love, sexy. love sexy I just love the fact that the reason it was pulled from shelves was because the photograph of the singer was considered too sexy Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like it is musician goals to have your album pulled from shelves because you are too sexy <laughs> <laughs> wow what a, what a prince reason to have your album cover banned <laughs> Um, so last one before I go into my basically my number six is um, Warsaw of the first Joy Division EP so yeah so obviously Joy Division are named after um, (laughs) Nazi sex cult and um, their um, their the cover to their first EP was very sort of Hitler Youth oriented Um, featured a little boy with an SS logo on his arm banging a drum okay. so but um, Warsaw one of the best moments of their early punk yeah, yeah, days yeah. yeah love that track mm-hmm. uh, right I'm going to quickly fire through the last my last few mentions okay uh, Far Beyond Driven Pantera right I didn't want to mention racist film I well this is it this is I've, I kind of I've not picked a song or anything like that I've just literally the fact that you've got one of the most iconic metal albums was originally just going to be a picture of a drill bit going into an anus. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Bon Jovi, Split Slippery When Wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd go with You Give Love a Bad Name, mm-hmm. but it's not in my top five. Yep. Um, originally going to be just a uh, wet, t-shirt. wet t-shirt on a torso. Mm-hmm. Don't bother with the face. Don't need to know this person. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's actually his hair metal, of course. Yeah, uh, which kind of I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna go into details, but if you needed more reason um, to hate Eric Clapton, yeah, just uh, don't search, don't Google image search it, because you could get into trouble with the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just do a general Google search and look up the story of the Blind Faith original album cover. Yep. And maybe do the same with Scorpion's Virgin Killer. Correct. Whoa. Yep. Yikes. Uh, uh And then my number six, I'd say. Yep. Uh, outside, just outside the top five. Oh, we haven't mentioned, sorry, uh, Coup. Hmm. Uh, the the American hip hop act who <laughs> I'd forgotten about this completely. They're okay. not a massive act, right? Um, but their album Party Music uh, originally had an image of them standing in front. Oh, of, is this one? Yes, yes. Standing in front of the World Trade Center being blown up. Yeah. A month before it happened. Yeah. How unlucky can you be? <laughs> they 
must have been shitting themselves. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, luckily they were able to kind of change it just in time before release because yeah. between the, the photo and everything was mocked up and taken and done before it happened. Then yeah. it happened and the release was scheduled for our later. So luckily they were able to change it because my word. Um, Thank goodness you remember that because I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah, bizarre, brilliant. What, bizarre coincidence. Yeah. Uh, and you've also got Chumbawamba Anarchy, which just <laughs> features a child coming out of a vagina. Yep. Uh, so yes my number six is um, talking about appreciating problematic sides of people and genius uh, Rebel Rebel Right. David Bowie yeah. from Diamond Dogs mm-hmm. one of the again one of the most hilarious reasons for an album cover being censored mm-hmm. uh, the actual cover itself is just his like the top half of his torso and the grey creature things behind him mm-hmm. uh, you open out the gate, f- gate gate fold sleeve and his body of a dog with like what could only be described as the faintest nub of a penis yeah uh, apparently that was too much sure so they got rid of it okay uh, yeah um, my number six uh, is um, No Quarter by Led Zeppelin from Houses of the Holy cool yeah. again naked people yeah <laughs> Humans were born with clothes, except <laughs> You're number five, Chris. Uh, so this is this is where I'm going to have to uh, sort it out. So my number five has been mentioned, mm. uh, which is California Dreaming, right? By the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I, and I, I think it's a combination of it, A, being a great song. And one of those songs you hear it and you immediately picture like 10 films at once because it's just been used mm. so often mm. in, in film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, combination of it being a great song and just the most hilarious reason for the album being <laughs> censored. They're all hanging out in the bath and there's a toilet there. What the <laughs> fuck? Why would you censor that? So odd. I mean, it's a shit album cover as well. Oh, but. it's awful. <laughs> I mean, it should have. That would have been a better reason. We're censoring your album cover because cover it's dog shit. <laughs> no, not, not a picture of dog shit. We realise that. No, it's just, it's just dog shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, my number five has also already been mentioned. It's um, Jane's Addiction. Ritual de la Habitual. Cool. Um, and so the painting on the front cover is one Perry Farrell did mm. painting a threesome he yeah. had. And um, the song Three Days is written about the same orgiastic uh, experience. Okay. And it's also a bloody great song. Yeah. So I've got my number five is Three Days. I mean, I, yeah, I do. I still, like I said, I, th- I find it weird. That, I mean, I, you know, there's nudity, so, you know, fair enough. But there's mm. no, you know, it's not pornographic it's no. not you know it's just three naked people but there we go yeah. uh, I remembered this one very last minute mm. and I'm glad I did yeah so my number four uh, is Misery by Gallows okay uh, I'd completely forgotten uh, about Frank's Frank Carter's original artwork <laughs> for Grey Britain uh, um, I, I did own Chris it? Yeah. let's say that you want to save this? I, I mean, I figured this might be, if you'd remember it. Okay, we'll, we'll save the chat there. We'll save the chat there. All I was going to say is I owned the CD and so was very aware of the artwork that they then featured inside. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Number four, it's already been mentioned. Um, you Give Love a Bad Name by uh, Bon cool. Bon, jo- bon John Bovey. <laughs> Not the uh, was it a Treyu cover? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, you give a bad name. Bad name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Dear listener, it is quarter midnight, and we are we, we, we are a little bit pissed. 
Um, <laughs> good thing where one of us isn't a teacher and is getting up for school tomorrow. <laughs> You're number three, Chris. Um, number three. Uh, we've already mentioned them, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Uh, so, as well as Beggar's Banquet. Uh, Sticky Fingers, mm-hmm. which is the one with the, uh, just basically a male crotch and jeans, mm-hmm. uh, was banned in one country, and I've now forgotten which. I think it might be the Netherlands? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so they... They made an alternative version there, which is more disturbing, mm-hmm. of some severed fingers in a can, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, Wild Horses is is on that album, which, mm. you know, I'm not a big Stones fan generally, mm-hmm. considering how massive they are, uh, but I, I love Wild Horses as a song. I think it's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, great. Uh, Patti Smith did it better, though. <laughs> um, so... Um, just uh, sorry, uh, I had an anti shout out that I completely forgot. Oh yeah. Um, you remember the YouTube uh, album cover that ended up in everyone's iTunes? No line on the horizon. Yeah. That was a rip off of another album cover. They nearly got sued over it. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Had to get, had to give the, the other artist a out of court settlement. I have a few YouTube references in my mentions. I just didn't bother because. Yeah. <laughs> Um, number three is Seek and Destroy by Metallica Kill 'em All originally the original title and cover was the title was Metal Up Your Ass and it was a knife coming out of a toilet because sure lads much better off doing a kill them all. Yeah, and and that and that the the, the cover for it now as well is, is one of those iconic metal yeah, covers. Yeah. I think you know Absolutely. everyone recognises it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what are we on my number two? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number two, uh, surprisingly for me actually, because I I often am keen to share with people the fact that I don't really like this band, mostly for the vocalist. Mm. Uh, but welcome to the jungle. Right. By Guns N' Roses yeah. is an undeniable tune. Absolutely. Um, have you seen the original artwork yeah. for this one? Oh, am I glad they changed that? <laughs> uh, again, I won't. I won't go into descriptions. People can look that up if they want to. Yes. Just be warned if you don't want to see horrible misogynistic imagery. Correct. Don't look it up. Nope. Uh, if if for some reason you're curious, which you know, don't blame you, uh, then do. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the jungle. Uh, yeah, just you can't. You, One of the greatest rock songs of all time. It's just, yes, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> it's welcome to the fucking jungle. <laughs> yeah, uh, my number two, similarly, absolutely fucking flabbergasting song, um, off Electric Ladyland. It's Voodoo Child. Is my number one. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, scintillating performance uh, from the greatest guitarist of all time. I mean. The, the 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 most exciting, I'd yeah, say, easily, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's such a cliche thing, isn't it? But but it, it's it's Jimmy come Hendrick, from somewhere. Jimi Hendrix is quite good at guitar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, again, naked people. We yeah. all know that. We all know the Electric uh, Ladyland cover. What I found quite interesting about it as well, though, was actually that um, that that he had a problem with it. Mm. He didn't like it. Right. He, he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, which I thought was quite. Good to know, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you actually say what track you'd gone with for that? Sorry, uh, Voodoo Child. Oh, I did. Yeah, same. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that is the same. I, I, just, I, <coughs> I was in my excitement of agreeing with you, worried mm-hmm. that I'd missed that, but I did think that's what you said. Yeah. And my number one is Misery by Gallows. There we go. So let's get into. I've chosen the right the same song as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, what um, pray tell the listener what is on the planned Greybris and artwork where'd you start <laughs> I mean so I don't know which bit he was planning on using mm-hmm. but basically if you have the CD version of the album and you unfold the booklet there's a good was it, was it like four or five panels yeah like the, the four or five like panels the size of an album cover mm-hmm. um, I mean there's there's people being fucked with crucifixes mm-hmm. there's police depicted as pigs being beheaded mm-hmm. they're the two that stick out in my memory mm-hmm. I can't say I've studied it for that long because yeah, yeah. it's not particularly comfortable to study no uh, all it is is a clear representation of someone that wasn't in a very happy place no and very angry at Britain yeah yeah. Uh, and that's why that album's really good and still <laughs> and still a go-to album now yeah for that reason yeah. yeah 12 years old and still as starkly fucking vividly true as ever yeah. which is depressing but enjoy that wonderful wonderful record one of the best British rock albums of this century. Still fucking incredible. 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, that, my, my, my review of that came, um, that I did on my Facebook notes came up the other day. And I was like, yeah. I used to write, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we are a band. We are two members of a band. We are called My Eyes Are Old and Ben. Uh, we play a blend of post-hardcore and post-metal. Um, we, as we said on our last show, we are due in for our new band, uh, first band practice, whole band practice in over a year, um, in just over a week. So we're incredibly stoked. Um, if you'd like to hear the eventual results of that, um, (laughs) uh, by finding out about what shows or releases we might have coming up, we can be found on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the handle at M-E-A-O-A-B. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Grimheart Promotions. This is Chris and I um, <clears throat> wanted to put on gigs in London and Surrey mostly. Um, so if you are in a band, if you are mates with a band, if you manage a band, if you manage a venue, um, particularly a venue, we want to hear from you if you want to do something cool in South London because we both live here. Um, do hit us up uh, let us know and and just if you're generally interested in cool shows that might be coming up sooner rather than later in those areas uh, we can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Grim Heart Promo so musical shout outs Chris mm. oh I've forgotten about this yeah uh, so um, since his debut album came out uh, last year I've been recommending uh this artist to people at any opportunity i know i've recommended him to you in the past i think i might have played you a little bit in a rehearsal at some point mm. um which is kenny mason mm. um his album 2020 was angelic hoodrat which i just absolutely loved um kind of quite a i think would it be fair to say quite a sort of early tyler the creator style to his delivery i right. can't remember what, i don't know how much you remember but um kind of quite you know not monotonous what's the mm. word i'm looking for <laughs> help me out here uh, uh, it'll deadpan? come to me yeah deadpan that's the one I'm looking for yeah mm. uh, quite deadpan quite yeah but uh, and and what's interesting about him I didn't actually realise until I sort of uh, went to re-listen to this um, for the for the recommendation he's actually had a follow up uh, come out 
about a month ago um, called Angelic Hood Rat Supercut, which makes it sound like a deluxe edition. It's yeah. a completely different album. Right. <laughs> Don't know why I decided to do that. Um, but yeah, they're both really, really good. It kind of uh, mixes in. Uh, he's got quite a lot of rock influence as well. So instrumentally, there's some tracks that kind of just gradually turn from a, a, an all an all out hip hop track into an all out rock track with rapping. Uh, yeah. and you don't kind of notice the change yeah, which is yeah. quite cool um, just really varied really interesting quite intense a lot of the time mm -hmm. um, I, yeah I don't know what else to say about him really I, th I just think he should be a much bigger name than he currently is cool essentially um, and then uh, another quick one uh, Lexa Moore mm -hmm. uh, who is um, she's from North London um Influences big influence from kind of neo soul generally, Lauren Hill in particular, cool. um, and Tom York. Mm -hmm. um, album from 2020 again, uh, Government Tropicana. Mm -hmm. um, again, really kind of not as deadpan necessarily, but almost whispered vocal style a lot of the time, which is really cool. The best word I was trying to think of a word to describe the the actual music and the instrumental behind her songs. It's all quite experimental and electronic and atmospheric. But the one word I could think of that best described how I hear it is dripping. Hmm. Uh, don't really know. take of that what you will. But that's sort of the word I got from it. Right. Um, yeah, she's been around since like 2017. But yeah, one album that came out in 2020 uh, and some other sort of one-off singles and things. But yeah, another one I definitely, definitely strongly recommend. Awesome. Okie dokie. Uh, so, um, my shout outs. So, good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Richard Morgan, used to be in a band called Oak, a stoner rock mm. band. Um, they've unfortunately decided to call it a day um, over the pandemic. They can't, they, they want to sort of move on to different things on the other side of this. But, um, great bands. They've released a three track swan song called um, either Finn, as in shark, or Fan as in the French for finish, probably, mm -hmm. probably that one. <laughs> I'd imagine. Um, it's just three tracks, but they'll give you the uh, the stink face that only thick, <laughs> thick, with, thick with two C's riffs, stoner rock riffs can. Yeah. Um, and he's already getting a new band together with um, another good pal, um, Scott Masson, who's in a great stoner rock band called Green Lung, also nice. highly recommended. So yeah, um, Oak and Green Lung and whatever Rich ca has coming up next, all highly recommended. And um, uh, yeah, not as obscure as um, your shouts, but um, just wanted to give a mention to the other day being four years since we lost Chris Cornell. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, listen to fucking Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> There's your recommendation for the week. <laughs> listen to Soundgarden. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue. Rest in fucking peace. Um, so, um, we can be found on our Twitter accounts. I am on o at O-L-L-I-E-X-C-O-R-E -E and Chris at C-M Grumps. We did it. We did Kanye. Mm. We finally got through it. Um, I, I feel like it's important to say at this point as well, like, uh, as well as the normal things that people might want to get in touch with in terms of like rankings and stuff, I'm we've said some things yeah you know i'm perfectly open for people to get in touch about their yeah. thoughts about any of it you know Absolutely. I, it's it's this is why we're doing this is yeah. to start conversations and to have conversations Absolutely. about music and mm -hmm. about our musicians so I, i'm genuinely sort of interested because in, 
you know, like like I said, my, most of my musical taste is more within the rock and metal kind of side of things, mm-hmm. and so I don't really have many people other than yourself that I can talk to about this kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I don't I don't know what other people take from it. I, I've mm-hmm. only been able to express what my one is. So yeah. I'm genuinely interested to hear any other definitely any other opinions. Likewise, uh, so yeah, get at us, and um, uh, also you can talk to us about our next episode, which we can announce is is with our. Um, our pal Adam Vallely, um, host of the Audience Please podcast, and we are ranking the records of Queens of the Stone Age with him. So that'll be another huge mm. one. <laughs> um, yes, uh, another nine albums there. Fucking hell. Why do we do this to ourselves? Nine? Eight? Seven. S- fuck. Right. Okay. Don't, don't invent another two albums. My God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could always put in Caius just. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's a lot for today. Thank you ever so much for bearing with us. I know it's another long one, but um, cheers for that, guys. I um, hope you enjoyed our, our chat on Kanye. Um, we certainly did in parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a conversation um, I've enjoyed uh, getting into. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, uh, all, the, all, all the gubbins, subscribe on your favourite podcatcher, drop us a five-star review and recommend us to a pal. That'd be lovely. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in a fortnight for Queens of the Stone Age. Good night, everybody. See you later, Chris.